while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. Let's go back to the phones. Good evening. So, Marcus, um, yeah, let's go back to it. So, I liken the school system uh, or any public government to a business. And when you talk about it and be their personal views of, um, you know, special needs, so the complexity of a school committee and, and uh, what diversity your guest has uh, with special needs, when you roll all that up to what the school committee needs and hiring a superintendent, uh, and I know where this, this superintendent comes from, East Boston, uh, from Brockton, East Boston, I, it, it has to do with the relationship that they have with the purse strings associated with it. So if you went to, say, New Bedford, and if we were to look at the most successful school committee men, like Jack DeBriga, uh and Dr. Paul Walsh, and then you looked at their superintendents, like Charlie Nanopoulos and people like that, it had to do with the cohesiveness that they had with the uh, uh, the ex officio or by statute, the uh, chairman, which is the mayor and or the select board, on how they can get what they perceive as what the school committee needs for funding. Funding is the key to this. So in Dartmouth, they're very fortunate to have John Nunes, who is a, um, a CFO of, uh, of Fall River. He's a feast guy. CFO. John Nunes is a feast guy. Whoa. A feast guy, Madarin guy. Yep. He is the band club guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, for the marching band. I think they've been to the uh, White House several times. He also was the chief financial officer in your town of Behavior. He was, yeah. He told me some so, stories. So very um, connected and very fortunate for, for your guests to have John News, so they can go to somebody like Stan Mickelson and the Board of Select people who control the money to satisfy what their needs are. And and it's, if you look at it, like Pam Keesler in Behaven with her relationship with Charlie Murray and the people there, that, you know, she's a director of pace. She knows what to ask for. She knows what when to pick her battles and fights. And just like Bruce Oliveira, you know, he wants to promote yeah. someone uh, internally. But for New Bedford, 
So the purse strings are very, very, nothing different than what I'm saying about a business. Look at, you had uh, Michael Rock. That, that's the uh, radio station person. Yeah, from 107, Michael Rock. Yeah. yeah, Michael Rock. Is he a boss? Or? He is. He is my boss. Yeah, he, he's, he's the, the he's boss. the con, he's the content. Um, he said he's the director of content, and that's you know he he runs but the so he so he literally runs the, the shows, well, runs the shows. He, he controls the purse strings, correct? Well, it's two guys. Where me? Oh, okay. So having said that, he's one I'm, of the two I'm, guys. Right. So right now we would agree that he's in bed sleeping while. And, and <laughs> yeah, he's going to get up earlier time. than than. Uh, no. Than we do. Business, right? So, so when Chris McCarthy, when he went to uh, the Concom, the the Conservation Commission meeting, Chris McCarthy with a with a water pot, he said to me, and Chris McCarthy won an award, did he not, for journalism on the water park? Uh, yeah, he he got an award, I believe, from uh, from the from from corporate from the Town from Square corporate. Media. Yeah. Okay, so. What Chris McCarthy said to me, I'll never forget this. He goes, we went to a meeting at night. Chris McCarthy said, I never go to meetings. But sometimes it's required to go to city council meetings, to go to con-con meetings, do what, what Michael Rock did, to cover what's going on at night and then bring it to you. And by the way, you guys have set the stage for radio for people like myself, you know, the the, the I guess we're baby boomers or whatever, all the way down to what you do with the articles that you write all the way down to Gen Z and, and, and making the success that you guys have as a business to cover from A to Z. The guys that listen to radio don't read the paper. That doesn't cover anything all the way down to what you do in your articles that you write. So it's a business from top down and that the, the, the money goes to where the money will, will get the best return. It's no different than the school committee. It's no different than what the students need, uh, like, you know, your mom, Isaiah, what this lady's talking about. It's, it, it has to be satisfied and it has to be discussed openly as a business because the most successful examples of a school committee, like in New Bedford, are the Bruce Oliveras, the Jack Labrigas, the Dr. Paul Walshes, and those superintendents that they put in being cohesive with the purse strings of city council and the mayor's to get the students what they need, and the success is unbelievable. Let me just tell you one last thing. I was talking to Pat Nabriga, your friend Pat. Yeah, I know Pat. From Maritime. Yeah, fellow Spartan. I mean, success can be measured on different levels. So C-Lab here in New Bedford, it only goes up to, what, ninth grade? Yeah. So C-Lab, you know a lot of the people, Jimmy, uh, Armin, uh, Jack, Lenny, those guys went to Sea Lab here in New Bedford, but then they went on to say Bishop Stang or whatever. And then the success of those that microcosm of Sea Lab in New Bedford, they became one of them is like huge with Noble Drilling internationally, isn't he? Yeah, came out of Sea Lab in New Bedford. Right. Look at the success that can come out of not. Let's not just judge our students from graduating New Bedford High, but I think it's what ninth grade, Marcus. Uh, I think I'm not sure. I wasn't in C Lab. Yeah. Look at the success stories that can be told out of the C Lab attendees 
that only were there for a couple of short months. Right. One one guy has noble drilling. A couple other guys are trading oil in Houston. One's a detective. Uh, I mean, the success is unbelievable, which can be measured by the school committee, by the mayor, by the select board of the communities of which they are really fighting for money for and yeah. and and it's it's great stories to tell but you got a lot of you get a lot of good stories to tell and Marcus uh, I'm so glad that you're able to through Michael Rock and whomever to do the coverage of city council and then report it back to the old people like myself that just listen to radio we're, we're glad we have you we appreciate that Barry thank you very much thank you Marcus you know actually yeah, um, this is, this is, I mean, listen, um, <laughs> I don't want to, uh, <laughs> I don't want to pat myself on the back, but, um, but it, it is, you look at other media markets and look at other radio stations and other media markets, there is nobody else doing this type of coverage. There really isn't. Um, and it's, when I say, you know, a lot of people say unique and like uni, unique means one, right? Unique. This is unique. This coverage is unique. The content that we're able, the local content that we're able to provide to the scope and scale that we're able to provide it is unique. So I think we're, you know, I think we've done everything we can to make our media time available uh, to members of the council, to local electeds in the South Coast. That's why I was ho- having these uh, school committee candidates on um, to talk about their their platform, their campaign for um, their campaigns, because uh, those are those are the things that matter. And those are, we have the time and space because of the local coverage we're able to we're able to provide to the scope and scale that we're able to provide it. So grateful to Michael Rock, actually, and, and Mark Stokowski, our, 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 our station heads. It's their vision, actually, and Tim Weisberg as well. It's their vision uh, and their support that allows for it to happen. Um, I mean, it was, it was a conversation with Tim. You know, I walked in to do the roundtable one day. I walked in to, do, uh, to, to hop on Tim's show when I was doing the Saturdays. And uh, Tim's Tim's like, uh, can I talk to you after the show? I'm like, oh god, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> this isn't good, <laughs> you know. Uh, well, you know what? <laughs> What's he want to talk to me about? I'm like, is it bad? And he's like, yeah, it's bad because I'm gonna ask you to work nights. <laughs> I'm like, oh man. And uh, from that conversation with Tim, you know, we we from that conversation with Tim. Then a conversation with Michael and Mark, it just took off. Uh, it was very seamless. It was very supportive. It wasn't, um, you know, well, we got to, you know, it's, it was, how can we get this done? Basically is the, is the way that this was going. Our conversations in the conference room with Tim and, and Mark and, and Michael, our conversations, are, you know, the leadership team here, right? So our conversations with Tim and Mark and Michael were, how can we get this done? How can we do this? wasn't well you know i don't know we're taking a big chance here they're like no this is going to be great you know this is going to be really good this is going to be good for us it's going to be good for the 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 south coast it's going to be good for everybody how can we do it how can we do it 
and uh, it was pretty smooth sailing. It, it, the conversation from the point that I was asked to do this to the time that sh- the show started, a month maybe, it didn't take very long. It didn't take very long. Um, very supportive. Uh, you know, like I said, Michael, Mark, and Tim, very supportive, great vision, and um, that's what you need to get stuff like this done. So I'm appreciative of it too because, you know, I, I get to come here every night and, and talk to everybody and it's time and space that isn't available often. Uh, so it's time and space for a lot of um, people that don't normally get to come, uh, to, to come on, uh, to, to come on with us. So really happy about it. Really happy about um, uh, uh, this opportunity and grateful for it. 508-996-0500 saying in the program. Also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. So, what we've been talking about is the prop, uh, we've been talking about is the school committee. Uh, we've talked about the school committee candidate, uh, candidates as well, besides the, um, the, the meeting tonight in the city council. And what we were talking about is a, um, what, what we were talking about with Brian Monroe, actually, this, this, the vice chair of the school committee was that prop two and a half override in Fairhaven. Now, Proposition Two and a Half, uh, you all know, is a cap on municipal taxes. Uh, each city and town, uh, each city and town in the Commonwealth cannot raise taxes, the total levy limit. So, cannot raise the total municipal taxes more than two and a half percent annually. Um, this was done. Uh, this was implemented by a ballot referendum in 1980. And each town, if they want to override Prop Two and a Half, they have to do it by ballot referendum so you have to put it to a vote to the people people have to vote whether because you're asking them whether or not they want to raise the 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 cap on this tax people have done it some people some people have done it some people haven't right and there's two types of prop two and a half overrides one's just a uh, as chris said a a dead override um just that's it you override that's it forever in a day right and then there's one that's for the life of a project which would be like building a school building a building something like that there's prop two and a half overrides for that there is a proposal in Fairhaven for an override of prop two and a half now there's a story you can check out on wbsm.com uh, i'd like you to check it out actually and I, i've talked about this a little bit tim's talked about this uh going to check out our articles really helps um so uh it helps the program um, our articles do well. Our digital content does really well, as Michael was explaining. But the better it does, uh, the easier it is for us to make this content. Um, and um, and so uh, it it helps this pay. It helps this show a great deal. Whenever you can, um, whenever you can go to wbsm.com and check out my uh, m- uh, my stories and everybody else's. But um, this is my show, so I'm gonna <laughs> promote my stories. Um, <laughs> So uh, check out the most recent article. It came out probably about an hour before we went live on the air today. Uh, it is about um, the Fairhaven, the uh, the Prop Two and a Half conversation in Fairhaven with respect to the fire department. Um, so the fire department has uh, the fire, Fairhaven Fire Union came out with a letter this morning, and they have um, they have uh, accused the town quote-unquote, our elected leaders, which we can only assume is the select board. Um, they uh, And listen, I, I gotta, I'm going to sympathize with the select board a little bit in this particular circumstance because I obviously I reach out to all of them. I'm, you know, I don't want to 
have a conversation or have an article like this without reaching out to them. Um, they're not really able to talk about much because uh, there's an open contract, right? And there are probably some more they could say, but uh, they're not able to t- speak like too much on the record about union negotiations. Um, those are uh, legally, inherently and legally um, closed-door conversations that the public is not involved in. It's between the union and the employer, which is the town. So they can't talk about it. The employer cannot talk about it publicly, um, So that which is the town of Fairhaven. So there's a statement from uh, them. They're saying, you know, we want to obviously work to make a safe fire department with everybody. But here's what the Fairhaven Fire Union has said. Now, we've had Kevin Gonzalez on. He's the president of the Fairhaven Fire Union. Um, I've known Kevin a long time. He's a great guy. And so... Uh, Went to school together just down the street over here, actually, Wood School. It looked different back then. You know, it was the old 90s Wood School, not whatever this uh, this is over here. It's probably a lot better, but it's not the one I remember. Um, so uh, I talk, we talked to Kevin a couple weeks ago about the staffing levels in Fairhaven um, at the Fairhaven Fire Department and how what they said, how dire they are, right? Um, they talked about a fire on Main Street where you had – one firefighter per apparatus, right? So that's that's those those fire. You've seen a fire truck, right? You know, you've all seen a fire truck and how big they are. And uh, there's a lot of things that uh, have to be done on a fire truck or an apparatus. Uh, I'm going to say fire truck. Um, it feels like a feels like a easier thing to say and probably a more understandable term. Uh, but fi- the there's things to do on these trucks that require a person to do them. M- multiple tasks that each require a person to do them. Um, so they typically say four is an optimal level of staffing on a tr- uh, like the the minimum level of staffing is four. Uh, many do it with three. Many are able to do it with three, right? Many departments. But Fairhaven was so critically low staffed that they had one person per fire truck showing up to a fire for the initial attack. And then um, they had to have New Bedford Fire Department uh, uh, help them out. Mattapoiset sent a truck to cover Fairhaven in case something else happened. And Akushnet sent an ambulance after um, a police officer was injured by falling glass. So it was it was quite the scene. They sounded the alarm on the staffing levels. We wrote a story. We had Kevin on to talk about it. Right now, the current situation, as the union has defined it, is that they currently have six firefighters per shift. One of the things they want to do, um, one of the problems, that, one of the problems is, is that they want to get. They, right now, you have a firefighter dispatch. Right, they want to get the firefighter off dispatch and either regionalize dispatch or have civilian dispatch, which will give them more firefighters per shift. And uh, apparently the town is open to doing that. They said they're grateful for it. But they're still looking at, right now it's supposed to be seven firefighters per shift because if you remember the conversation with um, Kevin a couple weeks ago, they said there's four new recruits hired to the academy. Now we talked, I talked about that with the town, town administrator too because that's outside of the CBA. So they can talk about that. Four new recruits hired to the academy, Right. And so this, these, these new recruits are supposed to bring the staffing levels from six per shift to seven per shift. Now, 
the I, uh, IAFF has said optimal staffing levels are 14 firefighters per shift. 14. Now, what they've said is, listen, let's do nine. Let's do nine. Nine isn't 14. It's not optimal, but it's manageable, right? It's not entirely untenable like the situation we're in now. And he talked about, you know, he acknowledged that although there are call firefighters who play a very important role, the ones that are, you know, called when an incident happens, and they're an essential part of a municipal firefighting uh, fire, fire department, that the initial attack is the most important because a fire doubles in size every 30 seconds. So you need a well-staffed fire department to send for full-time staff to, to be there for the initial attack to make sure that the fire doesn't get out of hand. So they want to get to nine. One of the ways that they've proposed to get to nine is an override of Proposition 2.5. It's an override of Proposition 2.5. Now, they've said, they didn't say this will keep our staffing levels the way they are because they weren't under the impression that that was the situation. And what they're saying now is the town never communicated that to them. Their understanding was their position in arguing to... Uh, override Prop 2.5, which they said, by the way, will cost each taxpayer uh, just under $2 per week. What they said was their rationale for overriding 2.5 was to add firefighters. But now what they're saying is the town is using the union's position to uh, trying to leverage the union's position to override Prop 2.5 and not change their staffing levels. What the what they're saying the town has said now is the town has told them that, hey, those four recruits that we just hired in January, well, we're going to have to let go two of them if we don't override two and a half. Now, this isn't something that, this isn't something that they were told. This isn't something that they were told. This is what they said. This isn't something they were told before. That this was never brought up when they hired when they hired these four recruits, but now it's being brought up to say these four recruits. Well, we're going to have to let go two of them if you don't override two and a half. Their impression was that Prop two and a half was to add that couple extra firefighters per shift to be nine per shift, however many that may be. They said that would be able to do it. It would cost $2, under $2 per person per week, per taxpayer per week. So what they're hearing now is that it's going to be, um, it's what the ultimative that they're saying, they accused the town of threatening to purposefully cut their staff. And they said that the town of Fairhaven is playing politics and using the four recruits' livelihoods as uh, a political chip, so a bargaining chip to pass two and a half. They're saying what they're framing the argument is: is let's get these staffing to a state level, uh, a safer level by passing two and a half. And instead, they're saying, according this is what the union said, um, the town is now saying, no, we need that just to hot keep the people we already hired. So. 
the union had their statement. Again, you can check out the full statement on WBSM.com. Um, and I will say, you know, it was fairly, I think it was today, there was another post by the Fairhaven Fire Union. It says, currently both ambulances are on medical emergencies and Engine 3 is responding to a for station coverage in New Bedford for their fire. Our chief is also doing a great job on dispatch by himself at the station. Thanks to our mutual aid partners for coming to assist with the other medical emergencies going on and off-duty uh, and on and off-duty staff trying to staff the station. Totally doable with firefighters. Totally doable with five firefighters. If it were opposite day. So they're saying right now there's five firefighters at the station and all the stuff that they have. Um, it's getting to the point now where you have the Fairhaven Fire Chief Todd Korea actually running dispatch, which is incredible. That's not his job. He's not supposed to do that. He's the chief. He's got chief stuff to do. He's the administrator. He's got a whole department to run. And now he's sitting on the dispatch desk. So I think we all agree. I'm a Fairhaven resident. I know a lot of you are who listen are Fairhaven residents as well. There has to be something to improve these staffing levels. Now, I'm not... I have no reason to not believe the fire union on this situation. Like I said, I've known Kevin my entire life. He's a great guy. But I can't get the other side of the argument in this situation. I cannot hear the... We can't... At this juncture, I think hear the full other side of the of the argument. So I don't want to throw the five members of the select board under the bus without having an opportunity to hear that. And I think they're legally restricted in some circumstances of saying some of the things that they'd like to say. And I understand that. But here's the thing. I live in Fairhaven. A lot of you live in Fairhaven. A lot of you live in other towns around Fairhaven and may rely on mutual aid from Fairhaven or New Bedford or other towns because that's the way fire departments work uh, now. There's a lot of mutual aid, towns helping towns out. We need better staffing. The situations that are being described by the union are horrifying. They're, They're frightening. A lot of you are Fairhaven taxpayers, right? I am. Chris is. Chris McCarthy is as well. And your home, you know, your family. There could be a situation in which you need the fire department needs to be there and ready and fully staffed to protect them. Both your home and your family, your pets. And right now, just based on some of the stories we're hearing, it doesn't seem like that's the case. It doesn't seem like the Fairhaven Fire Department has the adequate staffing and they want the adequate staffing, hasn't had the adequate staffing to do the fundamental service that we in Fairhaven expect them to do. And so this Prop 2.5 override does seem like the a necessary way to bring staffing levels to a much more tenable position than they are now. But if this is the accounting of it, if now they're saying, if now the town is saying, well, we need Prop 2.5 override just to keep the staffing levels at where they're at or where they might be in a couple months, it's a totally different conversation. 
Um, they said it's nothing. It hasn't been brought up. It hasn't been brought up till just now. Uh, till just now with these four recruits. And so, I think if the town's going to go forward with a two and a half override, which again, I think is probably necessary, then we're definitely going to need some assurances that this isn't going to be that. They're going to better staff the fire department and not can the two fi- the two of the four firefighters that they just brought on. It's a really unfortunate development either way, either way that you look at it, um, because again, I've had to throughout my lifetime call the fire department for stuff, you know. Uh, when I lived on the neck with my family when I was younger, I was like, you know, like 12, 13 years old. Our house caught on fire, dryer caught on fire. We had to live in a hotel for a week. They, the house was ended up being fine, but there was a lot, you know, they had to like, there was fumes or whatever, you know, they had to figure that out. We live in a hotel over here for a week. But if the fire department wasn't there and ready, we would have lost that home, right? And I'm sure there's a lot of situations like that. And it's not only not safe for us, it's not safe for the fire department, uh, the firefighters. Like Kevin said, when he was on with us, uh, we're firefighters. If we show up to a job, we're going to try to do something. We're not going to wait for other people. So one of those fires they talked about, you had a single firefighter making the breach by themselves. It's a haunting picture. And it's something that we need to figure out. Um, and I think what we don't, you know, if we're going to go forward with this tax override, which again, I think is probably necessary, then we have to go forward with the expectation that there will be more firefighters, not keeping the ones that are were already hired. There has to be more. 508-996-0500. Let's take a break. Hey, welcome back. I'm gonna let's go to the phones. Good evening. Good evening, Marcus. How are you? Well, I'm okay. You know, there's an old saying: "Le plus que change, le plus que même chose." The more things change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> Fairhaven, and as I told you in Fairhaven, you got to sharpen your pencils, you got to tighten your belts. Although I did admit to you guys the other night that Fairhaven has changed over the years. Okay, yeah. I can remember when Buridan Plaza was a I believe a farm, okay, and that's all changed. I was told about that. Yes, yeah. Yes. Well, I've lived to see that, I guess, as a passer through because I'm from New Bedford, okay? right? But I do know a little bit about Fairhaven, and I mentioned to the other day about how the neck has changed from when you were a young man, okay, and how it's more, um, you know, populated and it's developing even now. So I believe, from what I'm hearing, uh, that yes. Fairhaven's Fire Department must grow, okay? Yeah. Uh, to meet the the place that used to be a, you know, a, a farm, now a plaza with all yeah. kinds of businesses in it. To exactly. meet the changes yeah. that are going on in uh, Squanna Connect and down the point, uh, Wilbur's Point there. Yeah. Uh, you, you need to, you know, staff that, that, and I believe that the union has a point. But again, Fairhaven traditionally has always been an economically conservative town, okay, oh, yeah. and not wanting to. Now, the one question I would have is this. 
maybe it, 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 was it possible before you went to a proposition two and a half override to get a safer grant in there to show maybe if you know the policeman came with the additional staff through a safer grant that yeah this is a good thing and yeah it saved my dog and yeah it saved my house or yeah you know yeah i think safer grants are, t- are, are tough um I, you know the thing is with safer grants is that they are uh, short-term solutions right? i understand but you know if you're going to change something that's been uh, historically conservative for many years i think you have to kind of you know, you know, do it by showing that, look, we've hired these people on a safer grant, and look what a great job they've done, and look how much more efficient we are. I think it's, I, I just think it's an easy enough sell to say, uh, you know, well, let's try out having this more firefighters thing. I think it's, you know, like, yeah. I, I think people, I think people generally, you know, I think people are generally supportive of, of public safety and spending for public safety. Yes, and I, and I think you're right, but again, Fairhaven is an economically conservative town. Yeah. Okay. Uh, historically. Yeah. Okay. And I think if you're going to, you know, make that change, which I think is needed, yeah, I would I agree with so. the union. Okay. Yeah. I, I think uh, a sort of gradual approach rather than a proposition two and a half override, uh, you know, some people are going to go, oh my, even though you said it might, would only be $2, it would cost them. I, I think people have a tough time. Especially in that economically conservative well, town. Well, the the, to buy the, that. the problem's going to be, um, I think that two bucks a per per person uh, per week is is an easy sell. I yeah, but, you're a young guy though. Yeah, no, <laughs> so that's and true. that's the way yeah. you feel. I know, but yeah. I I know uh, an older person might not yeah. feel that way. Yeah. To me, I, I would have thought that the safer grant. Might be a way of demonstrating. I, I mean, listen. I, I think if it's something that can happen, I, I think that's something they they could be. Um, they it should be open to explore at least yes, while we yes, figure yes. that while we figure this out. But yes. ultimately, ultimately, you know, we're talking about the school needs money and all of this. Oh, everybody needs money. Let's the, face it. But, the, I, but, the, but you well, know, the, life is is more important than that. And Fairhaven has grown exponentially from when I. And, First, you know, became involved in Noah Fairhaven. Yeah. Uh, again, today we just had a massive fire on a Cushnet Avenue. I know. The rooming house, I think, burned I, down. I've heard. I've heard there were some casualties. So again, as well. it's important that you're staffed properly over there in the town because I, I think there was. It said on the news that uh, local towns had to be called in to, to, for backing. Mutual aid. Yeah, mutual aid. Okay. Yeah. So again, if if you say, well, we can't come because we got a fire that we don't have enough people for, as Chris McCarthy says, you know, as Rebecca goes, so goes the town. Exactly. And, and he's right. We're, we're all hooked up in this. So whether I and I know me speaking about this in the old days in Fave, and I'd be called a Johnny come lately, like. You're from New Bedford. Who are you to talk about this? You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah, and, and I am. But yes, we well, that, that was the point I was making. You guys probably helped us out with, that, with, with, with low manpower. So of course I'm concerned. That's the exact point I was. Uh, you know, I, I had made. I was. I was saying. You may be a resident of Fairhaven, or you may be somebody in the surrounding towns that relies on Fairhaven's mutual aid and vice versa. Yeah. You know, and so it does. It's it's honestly, it's unfortunate that mutual aid has to be a thing. Um, that has to be a thing that we that that's practiced. But right? it's, it's good that we have it because oh, I agree. We have these? Who would have thought there'd be a fire next to Saint uh, Anthony's Church today in that uh, rooming house there? Uh, yeah. And and to, to be it's really unfortunate. Like and here we have some more 
people on this side of the pond uh, that are going to be looking for housing. Yeah. Know? And uh, but no, I I I would probably you know Kevin this is Kevin Gaunt's house. How old is he? It's my age. We went to went to. Uh, I've known him since elementary. We were in our, the kindergarten classes of Wood School okay. over here. Okay. So he's my age. He's thirty four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I will take I know. Yeah. So when you went there, Mr. Burnett was the uh, principal, right? I was there when Mr. Burnett was the uh, okay. principal. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know my Fairhaven, you know. He's, I maybe live in New Bedford, but I know my Fairhaven. Mr. Burnett uh, was usually nice to me, yep. um, and uh, when he wasn't, it's because I deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way you should be when you're, when you're doing public school work yes. and stuff like that. No, but I, I, I agree with the fact that if I, I would just – they should have, I think – Tried that safer grant thing just to demonstrate to those who might feel differently that, yeah, this is a good thing. Save my dog. Save my cat. Yeah. Save my house. Yeah. Save my kid, you know, <laughs> yeah. and because we had the proper staffing that we needed. And, yes, we should keep this. Uh, I think going to a proposition of two-and-a-half override, ooh, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I again, I, easy does it. That's what I would say. But you're younger than me, and so if you want to get things done right away. I'm kind of like an old guy. So, but uh, um, I, I agree with you guys, though. And from what I know of the town and everything, um, um, no, hope they're successful and get any override. That's all I can say. Yeah, I, you know, I saw an override in Newton get shot down recently. So uh, I'm. Uh... Well, times are tough. Let's face it. You, know, yeah. I mean, you need what you've got because the Fairhaven has changed. It's grown. More yeah. businesses in there. Uh, more people down the neck. Uh, and if I drove around other parts of the town, I'd probably point out, uh, hey, hey, you actually got a, uh, a marijuana cl- uh, disp- disp- uh, 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 clinic or whatever you want to call it before New Bedford did. Dispensary. You jump over John, uh, uh, John Mitchell's uh, hurdles <laughs> that he puts in front of anything that he doesn't want to have passed. Yeah. The <laughs> and, and that, that, that's a major... Same for Fairhaven too, because Fairhaven again is a very conservative town. Yeah, but again, I think they can be proven that they would make a lot of uh, a lot of moolah over that if they got that in there, and so they would let that go. Yeah, but tax again, revenue is yeah, is yeah, huge. but still, Fairhaven yeah. is still even with the tax revenues. Fairhaven is still a very conservative town. They have a marijuana clinic in our, in our town. <gasps> Horrors, uh-huh. you know. What would Grandma say? You know that sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I, I always used to get upset with McCarthy before, uh, you know, his illness. And he would, to me... I get upset with McCarthy after his illness. No, it's no, fine. but when he would <laughs> brag about how Basque was doing so well, he was basking in, oh, the, yeah. in the money of Basque, the <laughs> yeah. way I thought of it. And yeah. I know in New Bedford where we've got illegal drugs all over the place of of, yeah. of, of, of great danger, and the mayor was holding everything up, you know, yeah. putting his hurdles in front as he does all the time. Jump over this hurdle. Now jump over this hurdle. I, although I heard the one on Cogswell Street has run very well. Yeah, um, I mean, and, it was certainly slow to start uh, for yes. way too slow to start for New Bedford. Well, um, yeah, but that's that's to me that's uh, me and my way of the highway. But that's beside the point. Go ahead. No, I I I I agree that that they were too slow. On yeah, that. I, I, I have Mayor a friend that, that went in there and told me it, was, it looked real good and ran real well and everything. And again, uh, that's something I haven't dabbled in since high school. So it's I a, it's go a strictly it's a very strictly regulated. <laughs> yeah, which, um, which is fine. Industry, and, and so. Maybe that's because of the mayor's efforts. But gee, Jaisal Correa got to go in and and get and, 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 and Fall River pretty quickly. He may have get the, went to jail for it, but yeah. uh, he got the revenues. You know that sort of stuff. Sort of reminds me of a body Cianci. I'll get it. Uh, done you know what? John, John's on. Uh, Mitchell's on tomorrow. I'll ask him if he's. Oh willing, no! I'll be listening. If he's to him. if he's willing to go to jail for uh, for New Bedford's <laughs> economic growth. 
Uh, well, again, when you're just looking for revenues, and in New Bedford, I think you need new sources of revenue, not going back to the homeowner again, the old guy like me who's trying to you know, pay his taxes, his $400 tax increase, and uh, the biggest that I think I've ever seen since I've owned my house. You know? Yeah. And, uh, uh, but again, getting back to the original thing with Fairhaven, yes, uh, you know, I, I, I think they make a good point. I, I just, what, now when is this, uh, election going to be, or this vote going to be held for the, There was uh, a select board meeting tonight, so I'm trying to figure it out. They, they were looking in, uh, they were looking at May. I, I think that's probably a little It'll bit too. be in too. May? Okay. Well, it's, a, it's a bit of a, uh, it's like a, a snap election, so I'm not entirely sure. Well, Marcus, you've got a lot of time to try to persuade people, but go gently, please. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> All right. Thanks get, for the call. You. Okay, Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. The voices in the night that cover the news of the day. I heard the voices too. Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. More of South Coast Tonight happens now on WBSM. And welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus, 508-996-0500. Tomorrow we have New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell. On at 7, joining Chris and me. That'll be fun. Um, certainly a lot to talk about with Mayor Mitchell. So uh, he'll be on with Tim's in the morning. Uh, we usually have a different conversation in the evening. You know, I listen during the day. So I'll find the things that they didn't talk about, and we'll talk about it then. So it'll be a nice long-form interview with, uh, with New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell. I'm looking forward to, to having him on. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. So Thursday, I know uh, Erica Morenci of the Dartmouth School, uh, uh, one of the Dartmouth School Committee candidates. She's going to be on. Uh, Steph Pickup uh, is going to be on Friday, uh, Fairhaven School Committee candidate. So um, it's going to be quite the. Uh, it's going to be. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be quite the uh, school committee race. And, um, you know, we'll talk about, talk to Mayor Mitchell about all the goings on at the city council and all of that and what he thinks about that. And some of the stuff with offshore wind I want to ask him about as well. Uh, there's always, always a, a lot of, uh, things left to be said, uh, even after Tim's interview. So we'll, we'll, we'll cover all that tomorrow. I got to take one more break. <coughs> hey, thanks so much for joining me this evening. Uh, it sure was fun. So, uh, thanks to Brian Monroe, Fairhaven School Committee member, Kathleen Amaral, Dartmouth School Committee member. Thanks to Michael Rock, our fearless leader, and uh, our great callers and listeners in our app chatters. Uh, you all, uh, you're the, you're all the best. Thanks so much. I'll be back tomorrow with Chris and with New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell. We'll be, uh, we'll be chatting it up in the first hour at seven o'clock. You're gonna, you're gonna wanna tune in. You're gonna wanna tune in. It's, it's gonna be good. And we're gonna have, uh, some great guests throughout the week as well. So all good stuff. It's gonna be, it's gonna be great. Tune in. You're not gonna wanna miss it. And, um, tune in tomorrow. You got Tim. Well, you got Phil in the morning. Tim Weisberg, he's got his segment with the mayor, and then we've got ours later. Uh, Barry Richard, Howie Carr, and then us. So that's pretty much it. 
uh, thanks so much again for for joining me. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk more about the Prop Two and F. I do want to say uh, actually, uh, Fairhaven uh, Select Board member Leon Corey had said he just got a text from him. He said in the meeting he's not going to support anything that cuts firefighters. So that's good to hear from a member of the select board. Um, we're going to talk more about this issue. It's going to be an ongoing thing. So we're going to talk about it here for a while. This is the time and space for it. So you're going to want to check that out. Uh, you want, you're going to want to tune in here to hear more about that. And you can also go to our podcast if you might have missed anything. So it's all up there for your listening pleasure.